takes uh, oh we're on i'm young shiro i just got done my oh my oh my just got done clowning skelly for their um sat core um uh verbose nature but obviously i respect it as well words are fun that's all there is to it words are fun i don't know which of us is more eloquent but at the end of the day i guess it's different different types of communication styles different types i think it's actually kind of the same right i just think it's different yeah but anyway, we want to welcome everybody who's tuned in. We see a lot of people in chat, a lot of favorites, a lot of regulars, and some first-time chatters. Thank you guys for being here, and thank you for being so gracious and patient with us when we had to postpone last week. Your boy, Both of the boys were exhausted from playing shows, uh, and we're back. And we got an extra special episode tonight with a very Ooh. much-loved member of the community, Be Careful, artist, yes. Hooray. Uh, the head of Homesick FM and the mastermind behind the recent Circuit Zero Tour, uh, Trailblazer, with... Trailblazer, current legend, future legend, all the things. Absolutely. absolutely. So light up that emote wall, guys. As you can see, any emote you type in shows up. So so light that emote wall up and be ready with your opinions, your arguments, your questions for Be Careful Tonight. Um, just want to remind everybody to check out the official Hot Take Spotify playlist at the link that I'm about to drop right in chat. And just also want to thank anybody who has donated and remind everybody that donations are optional. But if you feel, if the spirit moves you, as Doctor says, uh, hit the exclamation point and type donate, as I have just demonstrated in the chat. Every little bit helps. Um, just saying, got an extra special set of stickers that I'll be handing out at Electronicon for people who have donated. And uh, at the end of the day, all of these things would not be possible without you guys, the viewers. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we're going to start tonight off with some recommendations, courtesy of Dr. Chris. Okay. Well, let's do some recommendations. I mean, first off, I do absolutely want to shout out an album that I've been listening to a lot, and I'm sure many of you have been listening to as well, which is A Hero's new album, Cloud Zero. Oh, yeah. It is a massive album, several tracks long. Flames. And it really builds off the sound that he established with his first releases, but takes it to a kind of more expansive level. Um, the entire album is a very, very fun vibe. A lot of the sort of uh, drum beats that you're used to hearing from A Hero and some other people within this, uh, I would I would refer to as kind of the, oh, many people refer to as the Vaporwave Zero sort of sound. Yes. And um, I just, there's a, I've been listening to the song Do You over and over again because the whole thing about A Hero, what he does really well in general, is creating this sort of um, cloud of comfort and vibrancy that sort of swallows you up and just kind of rides you along this very gentle but creative wave what's really fun about the songs is basically you can see how the he's basically kind of fitting in many different grooves into one song and it all blends together and if you listen to it carefully you can hear all the separate ones but the nice thing is it is kind of like a cloud if you want to you can just sort of i don't know just uh allow yourself to 
be engulfed by it. And then it all sounds like just one large system. And so he's done that very well on previous albums and previous works. And this one is even more refined. And you can also tell that it's been designed for live performance. You can kind of feel the way that this can this and you know, I've seen him do it live, and you can feel the way that this has been designed for by somebody who has the intention of kind of bringing things into the real world and um, playing more live shows and developing his uh, abilities as a live performer. And I think this is like kind of got that expertly done and well crafted energy in here. And I highly recommend the album Cloud Zero. Another album I want to talk about is, um, let me just make sure I get the name for it right, because it's been one I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, let me just get the name of it again. It's it's Soma, Vision's, uh, Soma Vision Deluxe's new album. Nice. Maybe you guys have heard of it. It's a Creation. He did it with um, Comet, K-O-M-I-T. Have you guys listened to this yet? Creation? I have not. It's, I badly it's need to. Really, it's really good. It's phenomenal. I uh, it's a really interesting boundary pushing vaporwave album. Um, There's so many ideas on it. That's what I really love about this record. So um, basically, you start listening to it and you think you have kind of a, a you think you've gotten a hold of what the vibe of it's going to be. But no, 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 no. There's so many, and every single one of these songs, you can tell the amount of care and craft that's been kind of put into each one of these tracks like their comet and some vision clearly some vision deluxe clearly like we'll have an idea and then they'll be okay let's start with this and then all of a sudden like oh i got another idea now let's start with this and so very it, it you know you start thinking it's like it starts sounding like okay is this a chill synth album is this a traditional vaporwave album are we doing something in a hypnagogic realm right now but now it's it's all those things at once and um i really do love the way that these songs are so intricately designed, but not in a way that is sort of like um, overwhelming. If there's, if if I can say that properly, it's not like in an overwhelming way. Everything flows together very naturally and comes together in a very interesting, um, I know, an, an interesting manifestation. And Sick. I really, I really like this album a lot. And it's so Damn. fun because basically, I will uh, listen to a song and. I want to recommend not just the song, but like specific parts of it. Do you ever have that where you're listening to an yes. album? You're like, oh, no, no, this song is really good. You know you're a DJ. But like, you know, like, oh, no, wait till you get to like one minute and 30 seconds in it. Mm. Because then that's like, oh, this is, that's my favorite part. And then like, it's very interesting to have favorite parts of songs. This feels right. like, once again, it's very intricate. It's very, it's, you can tell a lot of care has been put into this record. And that uh, this is people who are, who worked really hard and, really just very proud of what they've done you can feel that the, i can just totally picture them finishing a song and be like ah, that's awesome but what right. if we add one more thing to it right here and so if you have a chance check out creation by soma vision deluxe and comet that's a really fun album and i liked it a lot and i guess uh one other album i'm going to recommend is if i can find it again because i was just listening to it it's uh hold on one second here you got this also want to just to. say thank you, Videodrome, for the raid. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank and, you. Oh, uh, here, a yeah. hero just jumped in right when you started singing oh. your praises. What's up, a hero? Oh, wonderful. I'm happy to hear that. Absolutely. Go check that Good album out now. Um, so it's on Bogus Collective. It's by a vaporwave artist called Beta Blood. It's called Guilty of Life. Beta Blood. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> digging this album a lot. It's a, a very fun sort of experimental take on vaporwave it's it's got this sort of uh like almost uh, uh it's it's sort of a, a, a how to describe it 
it's kind of an intimidating vibe, but also like a sarcastic vibe, but also sort of a sincere vibe. There's some very high amount of experimentation, but still very, in my opinion, pretty accessible. Mm. Um, I, I really want to recommend this album. It's kind of got a bit of a, um, a sarcastic take on slightly de- uh, depressed, um, depressing ideas, uh, but... I like that. I enjoy a bit of gallows humor. I enjoy a bit of uh, strangeness. And I enjoy the idea of kind of taking your your times where you do feel alone and do feel, you know, maybe a bit of sadness or do feel a, a bit of, um, I don't know, just anger with yourself or anger with life and turning it on itself and kind of just sort of laughing at it a little bit, but also making an interesting sort of thing along with it as well. Uh, just It's a very interesting journey. I really like this album a lot. As far as um, the traditional vaporwave sound goes, this is one that's kind of caught my attention. Um, that caught my attention. A you little said bit it's more got than... a traditional sound. I would call it, yeah, but it's still okay. something that's pushing that a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay. It's all sample based, but it's pushing it a little bit. I it's got sort you. of pushing with the, the frequencies are a little Getting bit more some, high like, end. Gotten vibes, or maybe like nothing. No, it's a little bit more playful. More playful than it. that. I, no, I like stuff like, that kind of brings that's a what bad I'm vibe. No, it's it's yeah. I mean, the bad vibe but is playful there because it's like it's clearly like a little bit of like a bad like you know you know kind of like having a bit of like uh, you know being in a depressed mood, but it's bringing it, it's putting energy into it, and it's turning it on side, and it's making it sort of interesting, experimental, and playful. Honestly, I'm telling you right now, it's it's not it like sounds a, fun. It's not like a, just sort of a an ambient work. You know what I mean? I got you. It's, there's a lot of movement in the album. There's a lot of uh, rhythm in it. And uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, What's the artist's name to, again? Uh, it's a uh, Beta Blood. Uh, go listen Beta to um, Go listen to Go to Bed Alone. I like that song. Go to bed, I love lot. it when people recommend one specific track. Go to Bed Alone by Beta <laughs> I, Blood. Just listen to the whole album, though. I, I, I know, enjoyed it. I just have it. no I attention it was, span. I thought it was a little bit. I thought it was twisted in the exact way that I like things to be kind of twisted. Do you know what I mean? I and do. So, uh, I've been know, watching I'm not sure if it's going to be everybody's cup time. of tea, but it's certainly my cup of tea. It definitely appeals to my sensibilities and, and like my my like darker sense of humor that I have. So I liked it a lot. Got to have a little gallows humor if you're going to be a surgeon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, guys. That's our recommendations for tonight. Thank you so much. I badly want to listen to all three of those albums like yesterday. So running up for a hero, Sonavision Deluxe, Comet, and Beta Blood. Um, want to remind everybody, please let us know if our levels are off, if anyone's too loud or too quiet, music's too loud or too quiet. And I want to talk about my hot take for tonight. You know, the beautiful thing about this scene is how accessible everybody is, right? We've got people that are relatively uh, high flyers, right? I mean, and they're, they're ants in the world, the overall like music scheme and scene. But but still, we've got some some celebrities of sorts, right, in the, the vapor scene, and they're still super accessible. A lot of them are super humble, answer DMs, or at least approachable IRL. Not all of them, but a lot of them. But, you know, for better or for worse, some cults of personality develop occasionally around various various members of the scene. And, you know, I have heroes. I'm, you know, you're one of mine, obviously, Chris. Um, and, you know, huh? obviously people like George Clanton, uh, you know, the SPF 420 crew, Vectroid, you know, just random people, right? But just want to remind everybody, you know, you don't want to get too too hung up on building any sort of a, um, like a religious movement around any one particular person because, you know, at the risk of sounding super, like, 
you know, gauche and, and inspirational. It's it's all inside of us. It's inside each and every one of us. The ability to to create and, and recognize beautiful creations and to bond over those creations together and build the scene ourselves, right? And it's 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 fitting that we would have somebody like Be Careful on tonight, who is who's recently taken some huge leaps to help grow the scene. Um, as wonderful, and I'm maybe I'm rambling, but as wonderful and as amazing as some of the the characters and demigods in this scene are just want to put a little cautionary statement out there about just maybe refraining from deifying anybody in the scene and and working with your local community and working with your your artists that you know that are with you know within arm's reach to build the scene yourselves to build the scene together instead of waiting for some big amazing person to do it for you and this is coming from somebody who doesn't know how to do anything. So, you know, obviously. It's ridiculously not true. <laughs> so, so you know, if you have to be a helper, be a helper. Show up, support, flyer your city, spread the good word. I don't know. Bring, run a merch table, whatever. But you don't need to wait for, for some, you know, big, huge demigod in the scene to do it for you. Uh, and that's my hot take. Um, sound off in the chat with your opinions, and I uh, eagerly await your retort, Chris. Oh, I mean, I completely agree with you, and I, I do think that there's like a bit of irony associated with the idea of like cult of personality existing in vaporwave, particularly if like the roots of, of the movement scene genre have more to do with anonymity and not being so clearly visible. So it is strange the way that works, but that's just the way all of this sort of thing works. It starts off one way or it starts off this way or it starts off with a certain way of doing things. But like this is just the way that I, most things kind of move in this direction. Most artistic movements always move in this direction where they just someone's going to get deified. Someone's going to get, get a hagiography associated with them. And um, it's fine. That's great. It's fine to, to have that with, with artists. But you're right. Everything's in you. That's like the whole point of this, right? Is that you can do yeah. it too. It's like we can do that's, it a, that's the whole point of this is that you don't have to have the musical skills. You can, you know, you can start. You can start right now by downloading a free DAW and slowing down you some too music. Can learn the difference between and reverbing it. And unbalanced co- connection today. And now you can do it too if you want. You don't have to either. That's the other thing too. It's like, you know, some a lot of people want to just enjoy the music most people do i mostly just want to enjoy it most yeah i make music but and other things but like most of my time is spent enjoying it you know what i mean most of my time is spent enjoying and supporting people and so like if you know i can understand where people can have favorite artists people can have favorite characters but you definitely don't depend on them to do things don't bother them to help you all the time do you know what i mean if if you you know because they are accessible um, you should do and it yourself. Sometimes they'll let you down, so you know they're just people. Oh, one hundred percent, they're going to let you down most of the time because they're probably really busy too. That too. <laughs> like, that's the other right. thing is they're really busy. So, like, you know, never take it personally if you do send a message to uh, somebody and it takes them a while to get back to you, or maybe sometimes they don't get back to you because there's just a lot of other things they're doing. I get a bunch of messages. Sometimes it takes me a long time to get back to them too. In I'm you know not like like some of these re- some of the really bigger artists, but uh, right you know it is what it is. People have lives. Um, just keep you know do it yourself. 
I agree. Do it yourself with your neighbors. What do you say we yeah. bring the person of the hour on and see what they think oh, about this? Oh, yes, please. Everybody give a warm welcome to everyone's favorite, Be Careful. Go ahead and mute yourself. Unmute yourself, sorry. Um, yeah. What's up? Yeah, what's up, guys? We got Be Careful in the house. Everyone's what's favorite. Up? Oh, man, so happy to have you here. So we got I'm a demigod so happy to be here. with us tonight. One of the aforementioned bearers of the flame. What do you think I about do the- truly believe that be careful, like just like wait until you look back on what what be careful has done in like the next few years or so. And people are going to go like, oh, man, he really just like brought so many people together. He really has had so many mm-hmm. ideas and such a, such such charisma. It's such kindness, and like it's gonna be the thing that people talk about. I, I, you know, that you, it's, it's very, it's, 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 it's very special. You know what I mean? And it's very impressive. And I think that people already appreciate it now, but they'll really look like wait, and you gotta like, I can already, I already see the future, and I can already see that people are gonna be like, oh wow, what an important portion, what an important part of uh, of this portion of the history of the scene. You know, I, I really appreciate that, especially coming from you, honestly. Like, I I feel like a lot of what I do is inspired by basically the whole community. I Everyone is so helpful and contributing with so many things. I, I'm just doing my part, you know? The helpers definitely are the unspoken heroes. Just people that show up with an extra table or, or run merch or run the door, but... I mean, there is a certain. I mean, you got to speak to the level of stress that I know that you dealt with organizing this <laughs> Circuit Zero too. I don't know how you do all what all the things you do and how you work with all the people that you work with. I, the level of energy and focus is is just. I don't. It's very, it's almost impre- unprecedented. But continue. I'm sorry. I appreciate that. I I feel like I can't really do everything that I do without all the help I get though. Like. I, there's no way I would have been able to do this tour without, um, like Isaac and Lux and Ronnie and Virtual Ninety Four, like shout out Virtual Ninety Four and Ronnie and Lux. Everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Previous scene. I I was honestly able to just find the right people to to help me, and I'm I'm really really grateful of that. I'm so glad that I, I got this opportunity to work with everybody that I, I got the opportunity to work with this t- tour because it, it was huge for me. I'm not going to lie. It's it's something that I've been wanting to do since cool. I got into the community. I mean, it started with the live streams, which were phenomenal, by the way. And then I remember hearing the rumblings about an actual tour. And, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful that I got invited to participate in a couple of dates. I wish I, wish I could have uh, performed alongside you. But I definitely saw all the the feverish, just fervent messages about having to to set things up with venues and negotiate deals and and Airbnbs and people's trains running behind. And I was just like, couldn't be me. (laughs) So stressed (laughs) out just hearing you talk about it. Couldn't be me. (laughs) No, you guys... You, you guys definitely saw me going through it in that Discord server, I'm not going to lie. There were so many things that were going wrong for a while, and luckily it all... I'm just so happy that I did it with the people I did it with, because Van Gogh, Simple Syrup, and A Hero, they were just so great to work with. All of these supporting artists were so understanding with everything. Totally agree. It, um, I didn't do this flawlessly. I made a lot of mistakes, and... Luckily, people were just understanding enough about those mistakes, and hopefully I'll learn from them and 
we're going to be able to do this in a, in better terms next time. Well, I think, yeah. And that's the thing is that just with everything in the scene, when you, when we do things in the scene, it's a learning process. You know what I mean? We don't have the benefit of these people who are industry experts or managers and whatever. This is all just, we want to do a thing. We want to see our friends. We want to connect with each other. We want to connect with our fellow like-minded friends. You know what I mean? We're all spread across so many different places that this is, this is, this is, that's like the most important thing about this tour was just like being able to, to be in the presence of the people that, you know, are like you and that are kind of far away, but, you know, just, to, but to be around them and to talk with them outside the, uh, the world and to play, to play for them outside just the world of the internet. Um, it's just a very special thing. And it's the sort of thing that once you it do is. and you participate, you never forget the times that you meet, you know, your people from, your little vaporwave tribe like uh, in the real world you never really forget that you know what i mean because it happens so infrequently so doing this is a big deal you know what i mean and it's the sort of thing that people will talk about as like oh wow that was a thing that, that actually happened i can't believe right. it <laughs> like how crazy this is the first time that really happened because i don't really think this has ever happened before um you know save for um Safe for, of course, the you know when 100% Electronica does their does occasionally their showcase tours. Um, this has never really happened before, and once again, like George wasn't really even able to to pull that off until several years into running his label and several True. years into his career. You know what I mean? You know, George had to really tour a lot as himself and establish connections with promoters and man and and, and touring and establish a touring route himself first and for over a period of several years before he was able to start kind of bringing other people along with him. So you just did it. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, without the benefit of, of too much experience. You know what I mean? Like, that's trial by fire. That's True. crazy. No one has ever done that before. Like, George hasn't even done that before. You know what I mean? Like, no one ever, like, did that much. That's that's very impressive to just take that all on. What was the impetus? Were you just like, you know what? This is something I want to do. And the only way I'm going to learn to do this is to just go out and do it. It... I honestly, I feel like that Chicago show that we did back in December is really what pushed me to just explore oh, the options. And it, it wasn't see. just me either. It was, I, I remember when we initially started talking about this, it was um, a hero and Q. We Shout all three were just talking in a Discord server about how we could just do small shows throughout the year. Shout out Q and, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Q is absolutely Fantastic amazing. individual. I'm, yeah. I, I wish they were able to be part of the tour, but... Sadly, things kind of fell apart on that that end. But I, all the help that Q initially gave us with the planning of what cities would kind of lead us to other cities that we would probably want to perform at was detrimental to what we had to do because there was no way we were going to be able to do this tour if there was like long travel dates in between every single date. We were able to find like a path that kind of just made a lot of sense. And I hope it's okay that I bring up, um, you had a little bit of trouble with one of the specific tour dates. Did you guys not? Yeah, two of them. Uh, we two had, of them? I didn't know that. Yeah. Initially, instead of Rhode Island, we were doing New York. And we had a venue that actually scheduled a date with us. And we made a whole agreement with them about how much we were going to get paid, what night it was going to be, and what loading time was. And then they absolutely just ghosted us out of nowhere oh um, my god and after that happened really basically the same thing happened with a different venue but 
after they um kind of settled in on agreement with everything they kind of switched up on us and told us that we would have to pay instead of getting paid oh and that kind of ruined it completely yeah, so gross we had to drop uh new york completely and go to providence rhode island and that's where sev was able to secure a venue hell yeah Sev. and then with with uh dc it was basically the same thing that happened in new york we just had a lot of issues with communication with the venues and that led to us Damn. kind of falling for uh, a venue that was a little outside of dc actually luck says the venue should be named and shamed or at least definitely, <laughs> definitely spread around like hey don't play at this venue they'll See, take you I, for a ride i i firmly believe that it could have just been the current booking manager or just true something going on like i i try to be much more forgiving to a lot of venues after you're a good person because <laughs> thank you it's just i i know that there's there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that they're probably taking care of and sometimes they won't prioritize some artists and as as shitty as that is we kind of have to move past it true that's 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 really um really mature of you to say yeah, and you absolutely. pulled it off. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be something that I think people are going to remember. Chris often will mention about the first couple of Electronicons. There was no sponsorship. It wasn't funded by Red Bull. It was a completely like DIY, power of the people type of movement. And, you know, though that it might be a much smaller scale, like, hey, like you guys did this one day with your own money and, you know, some phone calls and some Excel spreadsheets and a lot of stress, oh, you know. No, it was definitely a crazy amount of stress. Like I, I'm definitely downplaying how uh, how upset I was in a lot of ways. Oh, I'm I, sure you are right now. You are so yeah. diplomatic. That is exactly right. what's happening right now. Yeah, no, like, I God was absolutely. You. It's okay. You're on hot takes. For for <laughs> this isn't funny no, yet. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was really in in a really really angry mood for about two weeks because I was also trying to do what I can to work extra at work so that I could fund some of the lodging and the transportation right. if I had oh, to. Oh my goodness. So I already had <laughs> I'm sure Leo heard all time. about this probably during the whole right. process. Oh yeah, Leo wanted to kill me throughout all of this. <laughs> I completely understand. Shout out Leo, she's the best. Leo is a real one. <laughs> no, Leo, they they were honestly very understanding with it as well. Like they they understood that I was really frustrated because most of my free time was going to these venues that just didn't even want to communicate correctly, but hey, it happens. I always feel kind of bad whenever I have to spend a lot of my free time preparing for, for shows and, and whatnot, so shout out Leo for being a supportive partner. Y'all are worth your weight you know, in gold. You know, you're just preparing for shows, but... And same thing with me for the most part. Even with Terminally Chill, it's I the venue is there now, and there's no more like it's it's regularly scheduled when I do it. But um, the idea, like doing an actual tour, man, like tour. Oh my goodness, I, I it's just we're all everyone's very is very impressive, <laughs> and it's an amazing thing. And um, how? Okay, but I, I and I want to keep talking about this, but I also want to start rewinding a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah, let's let's keep it moving. I kind of want to rewind a little bit to how did you get into making music? So it's kind of random. When I was about eight years old, my um, 
My dad bought like a karaoke system or something from Guitar Center. Karaoke system, uh, sick. This is interesting. <laughs> Go on, sir. Go so, on. Uh, Guitar Center just started. You know, they send the spam in the mail. They just send you magazines of things that you that look really, really pretty or really expensive that you want. And one year, it, one of the catalogs just came with a guitar that just really appealed to me. So when I was ten years old, I I got my first guitar and I slowly started learning how to play guitar and after a while i wanted to record myself so in a couple of years i i bought some recording equipment and by the time i was 15 what was the I initial had, recording equipment that you bought <laughs> it was really really shitty stuff i think it was just like a little tabletop task cam recorder nice on like nice a four channel and, that's um, no i i've got one i'm looking at one right next to me right now actually i have one table over here <laughs> I, yeah, I still it, record through it occasionally too for certain synthesizers just to create the textures. Go on, keep talking. You gotta let me borrow that for Electronicon. No. <laughs> so the one I got, one of the channels wasn't working. I was really just limited to like three channels, and uh, I was I would just do loops of whatever I played on guitar and just like kind of banging on my acoustic guitar to um, replicate like percussion. And I started getting into hip hop around that time, and I just decided to transition into sick producing off of my computer and that kind of changed a lot for what did me you what, so okay so you started getting into hip-hop and then you decided to transition into producing on your computer so i guess you, you just downloaded your first DAW and you just took it from there yeah so i um i didn't really get too serious about it for a while i i downloaded ableton and i started on oh, wow. ableton um and it was a really old version of Ableton, too. I forgot which one it was. Um, but I was on that for about three or four years with without really having much ambition with it. When I got out of high school, one of my first jobs was working at Guitar Center. So I ended up buying a bunch of gear that I still have that kind of guided me in my thought process with um, the way I produce. Like, a lot of my software is guided specifically by hardware that was made for it there's a company named native instruments that makes like the machine they make a bunch of midi controllers that all kind of pair flawlessly with their ecosystem of stuff nice and as much as i hate to be part of like a kind of closed off ecosystem like that it definitely helps the creativity flow for me a little bit because i don't have to worry about making sure something is working or making sure that my hardware will like kind of give me what i need it's all basically set there for me so you have a flow you have so you have a workflow then basically yeah yeah i i work with two different DAWs and uh two different pieces of hardware that i mostly use every single day oh well that's very interesting and the thing about having systems like that is it does help develop a sound you know the the constraints are the things that create the personality that inform the personality of the music you know what i mean and inform right. the personality of how you work with it so so you basically kind of the reason you know you have a specific sound in my opinion you know you have kind of this um there are the elements of like the sort of hip-hop to it but then the elements of the gauzy synths and the um, warmth that kind of just travels through each track that you make and that is, I guess, maybe specifically informed by the fact that this is how you make it. This is the instrument. This is the instrumentation that you use for it. And that's why you can feel the presence of you in all the songs because it's just like you have your workflow down. And that's a, that's a really important thing to have because a lot of times when people don't, 
it is very difficult to know where to go. You know what I mean? I'm a big, I'm a firm believer in like said in like man-made constraints for oneself when they Same. make music. I always yeah, feel kind of dumb whenever I don't take full advantage of something, but then at the same time, it's like, well, it makes it mine, though. Yeah. One of the main major things that I kind of always stuck to with any type of art form that I got into is um, always making sure that I had some type of constraint like that. I think it's really important for me because sometimes having too much freedom makes you kind of get stuck on certain things. You get choice overload and, as well. Exactly, yeah. It's the worst. And I, I, I just can't handle that. I... I feel like there is some some sort of freedom in just having really basic choices that you can go through and just try to highlight what you can out of out of your own personality to come through those instruments or those like whatever piece of software you use. Right. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. There's so much creativity in that. You know what I mean? It's it, it, that's I, I you, you start to lose creativity sometimes when there is too much to do. You know what I mean? Because yeah. then you're so concerned with understanding the dynamics or parameters of everything that you might do and you never get to it. Like you so get I've hung seen, up on the details. Man, I don't know. I've seen some of these DAWs that are so overly complex that are designed by, you know, like like I can't remember the name of one right now, but I remember there's this one that's just like you can customize everything inside of it. You can customize the Damn. way it looks. You can customize no, all no these different parameters. Crazy. It's crazy. And I've seen some people be like, you know, I'm not using Ableton anymore because I've got this one now. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you ever even going to get any music done with this right. one? Like, it's crazy. Like some of the dolls, some of the some of these dolls are just so excessive. And um yeah, I mean, I I find that when I have things that are that uh, that when things get really complicated, I get so concerned with just understanding the complexities that I'm like, oh, it's been several hours and I, I've made nothing. <laughs> Honestly, you know? sometimes those rudimentary tools are harder to use. Yeah, absolutely. And I personally, I try to pull most of my methods from my other passion, which is cooking. When I was in culinary oh, school, yeah, talk about that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, culinary school wow. kind of taught That's me to appreciate all of the simplicities of everything. Forgot it's much better culinary having... background. You got to see Good. the way this guy eats. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, go on. Oh, I have so many more questions now. Keep going. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. There's something much more important about having the freshest ingredients and highlighting their natural flavors uh, instead of just kind of trying to mask it with a bunch of spices or a bunch of kind of different. Very good point. Cooking techniques. So I, I use the same methods when it comes to music, like making sure that you have a solid basis before you do anything and kind of doing what you can with everything else that you use within a song to highlight that that essence of the ingredient or instrument that you're using is just really, really important. <laughs> that's such an fascinating take. And that's, oh, man, right. what a great metaphor. Oh, that's so fascinating like, that you smarter, can kind of... Harder. Exactly, yeah. That's so fascinating. You that the culinary you really are cooking beets. How about that? So <laughs> what are your exactly, what are your best yeah. dishes? You know like top three. That's that's hard to say. I, I feel like I make a really good bulgogi. Bulgogi, hell yeah. Ooh, really? I haven't had bulgogi in ages. You haven't had bulgogi yeah. in ages? Oh man. I'm about to ask so Leo good. what the best dishes that you make are as well. I, if I can make same. some really, really good grilled squid and grilled shrimp. Wow. Oh, wow. Fascinating stuff. So, hold on. I have to back up a little bit now. Okay. Well, first thing, I just want to get back to the early music stuff really quick. Um, 
Can I ask you, what was the first music you connected with? Like, what was the first time that you, you heard something and you're like, oh, man, I really, I might want to do this myself at some point. You know, it it started early on with dad rock, to be completely honest. Uh, that's fucking I, crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, continue. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> I, I absolutely loved Led Zeppelin when I was in, like, middle school. and um, They did some it, amazing things. It's um, great. It's probably because I initially... One of my parents grew up very religious and very Christian. I didn't Same. really listen to much except for like Michael Jackson and one Pink Floyd tape when I was in elementary school because those were the only wow. non Christian cassettes that they had back then. That's so funny because, like, that's uh, I think the experience. So, the experience of being like a young kid and having only a couple pieces of music to listen to and then becoming the you know your basis for everything that's a, a very common experience like i remember myself like having only a few cassettes when i was very young and like was randomly having like the last action hero soundtrack and being like being like oh look at all these different bands on here i don't know it was like like eight or something like that the same thing or it was just that was like my piece of music i had that was mine and that it was not my parents and that I had gotten. So I just remember, like, would put on that cassette tape and I would uh, listen to all, like, the songs by Queensryche or ACTC that were on it. Nice. And, uh, and I would study them and I'd be like, oh, this one sounds different because of this. And, like, you just sort of, like, yeah, you like that. That's so important. That first piece of music that you get that's yours as a child, it really does get charged with a certain energy and you never really forget it, you know? So yeah. that's interesting that for you, it was the Pink Floyd tape. The Pink Floyd album CD and uh, and the Michael Jackson one, and what an interesting pairing! You know what I mean? What an interesting yeah, on two so different random. two different sides of the uh, of a musical spectrum, right there. So you listened to that a lot as a kid, uh, and where did you go from there? Uh, video games kind of pushed me to other places as well, and of course, Big friends man. with a uh, uh, bird. I um I. Tony Hawk's all the Tony Hawk's games got me into. Oh, yeah. nice! My um, bad, absolutely. As soon as Limewire became big, that's where I finally got into hip hop. I heard AT Aliens from Outkast for the first time. Oh wow, kind great of, album! I, I feel like that phenomenal really, album really got me stuck into into music in general. I I couldn't think of how someone could have sculpted something so obviously referencing a bunch of their influences while still kind of gaining their own sound within it yeah that's yeah. a really great way of describing that album in general though that one in particular is like a really great hip-hop album to start with you know what i mean because there are so many ideas in there and there are so many different types of uh flows and references to their own inspiration so really good like uh really good hip-hop album to start with yeah yeah no I'm, that's a good I'm one so lucky that i had the right people kind of introducing me to the right music mm -hmm. sick as fuck so and then after that, you thought, well, maybe I want to start making my own beats. Yeah, and I, I personally, I have never considered myself an artist. I, I always consider really? myself more. <laughs> yeah, I, that's an interesting I take. Go on, elaborate on that, sir. So, I would mostly say I'm more of a creative director over anything else. If you see most of I my projects, you'll see that I constantly have collaborators because you have a lot of collaborations. Yeah, I, I think one of the most important parts of art in general is the community aspect of it and being able to kind of challenge my favorite artists with something that they might not particularly go for initially 
is yeah. one of the most fun things that you can do. I, I'm so happy I've been able to collaborate with everyone I've been able to collaborate with because I really yeah. I feel like I get to see a different side of them. That's very fascinating that you mentioned that because even like the remix that you sent me to do that I've been working on for a long time, it really challenged me a lot too because like I, I picked the song and I'm like, oh yeah, and like how am I going to take this and make it my own? How am I going to use the tools I have and what am I going to add? How am I going to make this different so it doesn't sound like the same thing? How am I going to, it really, I'm not going to like, I think you have a knack for pushing people and you're not even doing that much to do it. You just present them with the tools or present them with those certain energies and I can speak from personal experience that just working with the, the remix that you've given me to do like really pushed me a lot to tell you the truth and like I ended up making like a very big song out of it and uh, so I can see the creative director um, aspect to what you're saying, but it's interesting. I would still say that that creative director aspect, like that, makes you quite an interesting artist in that you're you're play, you know you're playing with these tools of of the energy of other people too, and harnessing them and yourself together, and really putting together something big. I think that the interesting thing about the art that you're making, in addition, it's it's not just the music; it's the overall experience. You know what I mean? It's the overall community you know what i mean that is still like a form of art this is like it is still like this big uh, installation piece that involves like community do you know what i mean and that yeah, you're overseeing yeah. I, I love that aspect of it i feel like a part of the actual art is the making of of the album and the making of the song but also the way we promote it the way it comes out and mm -hmm. like for me that's all part of the art huge. yeah 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 absolutely that's why when I met Min Curry, I, I I honestly feel so lucky that that oh, dude understands exactly what I want. Every extremely time. talented. Min, extremely Min Curry is kind talented. of in the same boat. I mean, they threw their own Helios Online festival. Yeah, Min, I feel like Min Curry is very much so a, much a creative director, and they got their hands in so I many did. different like talent buckets. I did vocals for a Min Curry song, "The Lake House." Look it up. Oh, sick. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. on uh, Holographic. Holographic is absolutely amazing. Great. I actually got some really great album. that album as well. It, uh, it was I forgot so you funny. do that too. <laughs> yeah, that, um, for a while before the pandemic, I had a recording studio open, and I would also mix lots of people's you, music. What? That was, what? We had a you do everything. Where does this what? come? What is going on here? This is like you are. This is some sort of strange supernatural energy around. Be careful. I, and I, <laughs> I, I know, right? I feel so it, insecure. I dig, I dig the fuck out of it, man. Um, so, oh yeah, it's just interesting. Uh, but you know what? Like, I still I consider everything that you're talking about to be part of the artistic. Uh, you know, your artistic. Uh, you know, uh, ouvoir, That is to say, you know, you you have all these interesting sort of uh, plans and ideas and it involves the community and uh, every every person working with you becomes a part uh, and every project you do and every person who works with you becomes a part of the artistic statement that you're making you know what I mean and uh, it, it's this very kind of community based concept of let's let's get together let's create some things let's have a let's 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 push ourselves a little bit let's make something beautiful let's do something beautiful that you know will last and the, and the way it lasts is not just in the way that it's recorded and the way that it's put down in a physical form but also in the way that it sort of it becomes part of our nostalgia becomes part of our shared experience you know what i mean you know you're actually just creating nostalgia for all the artists that work with you to look back on this time you know what i mean it's interesting it's interesting it's very uh, yeah, be careful that's... is the opposite of a gatekeeper yes <laughs> <laughs> this is correct <laughs> no i'm i'm always looking for new artists to work with i'm i feel bad because recently i feel like i've been so busy with with the tour and everything but 
it it's been kind of harder to find new newer newer artists to work with but i'm just so happy with the people i can work with these days as well like like i said earlier ming curry i i'm currently working on a um project with him and yeah. all of the ideas that we share together i feel like we can always find something in between what we are both looking for to create something really unique and wow that, Stuff like that is just so hard to come by. The chemistry that I've had artistically with Man Curry is is just it's it makes me so happy to be completely honest. And and that's why I'm so glad I brought up that that hot take. Like there's so much raw, ridiculous talent in this scene, and a lot of people don't know about it until they like go to a show and they meet somebody, and it's just like it's like waveforms. You know, like you have two waveforms that 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 are kind of coincidental, and then they double the size of the peak and trough of the wave. And that's every single person working in tandem to create a gigantic movement. Mm-hmm. Just, just homies that know how to do shit. Yeah. Everybody, uh, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I just said that. That's just, what's really fun about all this is too, is that just some people know how to do something. Other people know how to do another thing. You know, there's always some, everybody has some, some sort of knowledge that they can bring to the table or some sort of ideas that can bring to the table. And, yeah, that's it. Go on, continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like the experience within this community, especially with like all of the small group chats and discords that you can find, because it almost feels like you're jumping in between lunch tables at a cafeteria. Yeah, like, great. What these, a like, great metaphor. Great. <laughs> yes, yes, that's a great. Yeah, I got I have to get my my computer. I can't wait to jump. Right I can't back. wait to jump lunch tables at Electronicon, bro. Yeah, exactly. That's gonna be the best part about it. But just being able to experience all these small groups full of so many talents and people and motivated and people that are just passionate about everything they do. It's just, it's so hard to find that anywhere else because everyone is so supportive of each other. It's, it's been, it's a beautiful thing trip. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's a little bit of pride and, and, you know, there might be, you know, some egos, but for the most part, I feel like people are just hungry and thirsty to, to build something beautiful together. Um, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of us that are, that are more able to do so than others. And, you know that are that are more privileged than others, and and one other thing that you know I love about this scene is that people tend to to try to find people that are slept on, and and raise them up, right, and and give them a platform and, and make sure that they're heard. Yeah, not not even giving them, not just giving them a platform, but also giving them the tools as well. Like, Celebrating. I them. remember, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember you um on the Nrail server talking about how DS dude sent you a bunch of uh, DJ chips at some point. Yeah. Whenever I go into any Discord server, you can see at least one channel where there's people constantly giving tips about how to do things on software, what mm-hmm. type of hardware will help them out, ways of improving themselves when it comes to their any type of art form, and that's that's just so beautiful to see. No one really gatekeeps anything, and everybody's just so willing to help out the uh, like next up and coming artist. We got a couple, and, and I agree with you thoroughly. We got a couple questions in the chat that we want to address, courtesy of our very own PJ Rourke. Uh, PJ says, who is the most slept-on artist active right now? Hydra and Ming Curry. I, I yeah. know that they both get a lot of attention, but Hydra's autosave, Hydra's all, all of their 3D renders, everything that Hydra works on is top tier. Like oh, I, yeah. I can't even describe it. Hydra Void for sure and me curry as well for sure i totally agree with that but yeah these these new guys are frightfully talented 
<laughs> like the establishment should be afraid because these these kids are and I don't know if they're kids necessarily, but like newcomers are skilled, very yeah, skilled. Yeah, yeah. If that that whole group, uh, the Creamery, they're they're just the so creamery. insanely talented. You have Neckbomb doing stuff like hard cream. You have Zero. Zero has done three of my uh, cover arts. And they just, every single time I send them a concept, they get back to me within a week and it's flawless. Like, I've never really had to do any changing for anything that I, I presented right. them with. I've seen wow. some of Zero's work and it's very, very impressive. Uh, PJ's got another question. Um, if you could hear a collab with any two artists, well, uh, who would uh, they be? Oh, man. I, I feel like I should have prepared for this because I asked the same thing to PJ. Right. I have that was no their gotcha idea. question in their episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I feel like Enrail and Simple Syrup would be really oh, interesting. Yeah. Simple Syrup is so now, fire. Yeah. Also, uh, did they not? Enrail and Simple Syrup? I guess they have No, they haven't. No. It's got to no, be they done. Haven't. Oh, I also just want to say shout out to I Am Zero as well. We were just talking about them who did the um, album cover for the last Doom mix, I believe, right? The Doom Are trip compilation. Doom yeah, mix. Why does that volume, not surprise me? Volume, yeah, the most uh, recent volume, Doom 6, uh, yeah, they did the uh, the render, that really beautiful, interesting purple angel in the... Um, uh, not you know, the surprised Oscars. in the least. Yeah, in the, in the little strange steeple with disco balls above it. You know, I, I absolutely they love did the, that uh, cover art. Yeah, they did the cover art for that. But anyway, that's a good comment. That would be very interesting, Simple Syrup and Enrail. Simple Syrup and Enrail would go the fuck off. Hey, you were really good at collaborating with people. What is? How do you do that? I'm. It's so hard for me to figure out how to collaborate with people. What do you, What is? You have so many collaborations on every one of your albums. What is the process like for that? It's, it's weird because I... Even the songs where I don't have any collaborations, it's kind of like I'm collaborating with my past self because I just sample my own like music that. from like five that's to ten cool. years ago that's oh i've done cool. that before too wow so fun. i really love last four albums that i put out are all just music from five ten years ago that i saved the stems of that i ended up remixing and some some of those stems i send out to other artists most of the time i send something that's kind of complete and try to get finishing touches from people but sometimes like with uh, the donner lens collabs I send them a really bare bones idea and see see where they go with it, and um, it's just always dependent on the artist that I'm working with as well. Because some artists they prefer going back and forth with some of the songs. Some artists will just immediately finish up the song for you. Wow! Or sometimes they'll send me some stems of what they're working on to see if maybe there was something I can put onto it. So it's oh. it's really dependent on the artist. Hmm. I love that. Oh, man. I love remixes. I love collaborations. Honestly, it, it whenever two I artists or more have like the best of their work together, it's just like Oh man. I can't believe how versatile you are with doing these collaborations. How you're like, okay, this will be this way, this one will be that way, and uh, you just roll with it. Very interesting. We need more. Do you just reach out to somebody? Sure. Do you just reach out to someone that's like, Hey, I've got this thing, you wanna see if you can do anything with it, or is that how that works? Yeah, it's typically it's typically fairly basic like that. I I think I, I feel most comfortable when I'm trying to collaborate like that because that's kind of the environment I started most of my serious production in. Whenever I had whenever I was producing for hip hop and when I had my recording studio, I always had like four or five people in there and I mm. kind of always tried to 
ask for the opinions of people around me or hear what type of melodies they would like to have on top of it. And just that environment of having that live feedback for what you're currently producing and not really having too much time to overthink things because it would make them kind of bored of the same loop that you have repeating really really helped me develop the way i i produce online as well interesting you have very good ways of i guess reading reading you know what is the best way to collaborate with someone reading was the best way to uh you know that's a big skill you know what i mean is being able to like have you know see the person to work with the person and be able to read what is going to be the most comfortable way that they can collaborate with you to be able to tell that that's a big deal (laughs) (laughs) thank you i feel like a lot of it just stems from having as much clear communication as possible like if someone is telling me that they're struggling with uh coming up with something i i ask them if there's anything that they want to send me that i could work on or if i can send them something else it's really just working with every individual artist in, in a way that makes them feel like you're prioritizing that collaboration at the time because I feel like every every single collaboration has to feel important between two artists for it to actually come out correctly. I see. That's a man of the people right there. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. We got a great question ha. from Chaser Wave. They want to know where the how the Game Boy release, the Game Boy Advance release came to be. The people at Oasis are absolutely insane. They, They're uh, crazy. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do amazing work. Yeah, I think Ming, it was Ming Curry's idea. I'm I'm almost a hundred percent not surprised at all. Sure that it was a oh, yeah. Ming Curry and Sleep Pattern, and um, they were just. I think they saw a TikTok of someone that put a TV show on a Game Boy Color. I think I've seen that. And just like kind of dove deep into it, and. Me Curry says, lol, I was high on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Ming Curry. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. So the fact that they found that and Oasis was just immediately down to source different multi-ROM cartridges from different suppliers and just experiment with them for, I think it was like, they got it within 72 hours of starting wow. to experiment with the cartridges. So. Oh, wow. It's it's really, really cool what they were able to do. I cannot take any credit in that at all. I was just lucky enough to get some stuff released like that. You heard it on Hot Takes. All right, so let's back up again now. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, okay, so you're producing on Ableton. You're doing this. At what point does this get to be... Well, first of all, do, do you have uh, musical training? Not at all. I <laughs> I have... I love the most basic understanding of music theory the most basic i i you could honestly say that i barely understand it right uh me too uh so (laughs) the next question is all right at what point does this go from you know i'm playing around on ableton to i think i'm going to start working with other people and then what point do you get a recording studio exactly i know i need to know this too (laughs) what's going on here So I, I mean, and then I now always... you're mastering too, and like, what? Go on, start with the recording studio. <laughs> I so when I was going to culinary school, I was going to the Arts Institute of Roslyn before it closed down, and um, I used to always sneak into the sound engineering department there. Oh, I love that! And yeah, I I spent any free time I I could in between classes, just kind of learning what I needed to do with that, and learning from the people that were taking those classes, and kind of creating a community with those people and they 
every once in a while they would come back to my place or I would go back to theirs and we had a really basic basic setup back then it was just like an interface and a microphone and a pair of headphones not not even we didn't even have studio monitors it was just kind of us doing whatever we could with the resources we had available after culinary school I kind of wanted to see what I could do to invest in my future so that I could do something that I really enjoyed because I went to culinary school to become a chef and I realized that the food industry was absolutely not for me and it's pretty cutthroat <laughs> it, it felt really dumb going through that but luckily it did help me kind of learn what I did want to do and I was working at Guitar Center still and I had really deep discounts from a lot of the manufacturers if I contacted them uh, directly I was able to get kind of only a certain percentage above like what their profit margins were oh wow and it was it was really really great I was able to get a lot of amazing equipment out of nowhere and that's when I decided to move out of my parents house and I moved to uh, a house with a few roommates where I turned the whole downstairs into a recording studio wow and that's what I did full time. I was working every single day and never really had any time to rest, but I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Are you one of those rare humans that can like function on less than six hours of sleep every night? Yeah, you know, I actually I can't drink caffeine unless I'm drinking alcohol, which is horrible. So I just don't drink caffeine at all. It would be too I'm much like energy fuck. for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, no, um, I, I, I can drink one of those rain energy drinks and just go right to bed. I'm so envious. No, caffeine. Uh, I used to drink a lot of caffeine, especially when I was going to culinary school, because you, you need it. You, you need it to survive in that type of industry. But after a while, I noticed that it was starting to trigger my anxiety disorder. And I was getting really, really bad panic attacks and anxiety attacks Ooh, all the time. That so happens with to... me when I have too much caffeine as well. Yeah, I have had to yeah. cut back a lot of. Bro, well. I've seen you knock them back. You got to be careful, dude. It's it's rough. Caffeine careful. can really trigger some of the worst. That, that's, that was good. You got to give me one <laughs> faux pas tonight. Be careful. No, the be careful. I was like, ha ha, fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a drink yeah. and let y'all jaw, and then when it when I come back, I'm gonna ask you a bunch of dumbass questions. No, but I, I am honestly const, constantly tired. I'm not going to lie. I wish I could have caffeine, and there's some nights where I really want to, but I know it's going to put me in a horrible headspace. No, that's then you stay away from it. That's fine. So, okay, so recording studio. And so you basically gleaned your knowledge from, of production and engineering or, or the refining of production engineering by sneaking into the audio engineering uh, section of the college. Is that correct? And just sort of learning from people and just getting and getting the, the basics of that down. Is that how that worked? Yeah, definitely. I even like I used to look over the courses that my friend was was taking at the time so i i basically went through the courses without actually getting a certification for it oh wow so that's how you do it nicely done okay yeah, i didn't want to pay it was a for-profit school so i definitely did not want to pay for a second diploma from fuck that shit fuck that shit uh so at what point do you start to gel your artistic personality into being be careful when does it transfer transfer from I'm making some beats, I'm doing some things, I'm experimenting a little bit, I'm learning about audio engineering, I'm learning about how to master other things. At what point does it become, I think I'm going to settle on this artistic moniker and this personality and this is going to be, this is going to be my, this is going to be me now. When does that happen? So initially Be Careful was just my 
producer name for a while because I used to sell hip-hop instrumentals for the people around my area and I did that for a couple of years and one day my studio got broken into and most of my gear got stolen oh no oh I'm we so hate sorry <laughs> it's no problem and I think I every good through, person's uh, been robbed least once. a very rough break everybody's been robbed week. at least every musician has been robbed at least once i feel like i don't yeah. know it's happened I, to I, me before i feel like every musician who has a lot of gear gets robbed at least one time yeah yeah absolutely i every single musician i've talked to has been yeah dudes <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I was going through a horrible breakup with uh, someone that I was with for four years at the time. I'm so sorry. It's no problem at all. Luckily, I was able to get out of it. But I I basically lost my full-time job and my partner at the same time. Ooh, And And then you got broken into? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I was about to quit music completely. Well, now I know why you're so patient. (laughs) Yeah, I... I decided to kind of try to do it for myself for a while. And of course the pandemic came through after I was able to, uh, recover most of my gear, the pandemic hits and I'm not able to survive off of the studio anymore because no one's going to studios. So I completely close it down. I get a, a retail job again and that's kind of where I've been for a while, but during the pandemic i was kind of in a really negative headspace and i wanted to make an album for myself to kind of just get the motivation to get up and shower and take care of myself every day so that's what my first album was i be careful yeah uh anamoya garden was kind of an album great album too by the way specifically just for me to find some type of motivation to get out of bed even though i didn't really feel like it those days oh that's really interesting i didn't know that that's where that album came from because i've listened to that album before and it does feel like that when you listen to that album there is some sort of like process of catharsis that's going on it feels like somebody who's just like i'm going to i'm go i'm going to get myself into the correct headspace like i'm going to i i'm 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 going through something right now but it's going to pass it yeah, feels yeah. like that on that album. And it was the first time I made music in a way where it was mostly just just for myself. Self-appreciation. Just, just as, a, as a little aside, self-appreciation is like a phenomenal song. And I listened to it pretty frequently <laughs> off that so album. Much. Just uh, I wanted Thank to put you. that out there. Yeah, I, I love that song girling. as well. That was one it's of a really good songs. one. I... Um, I, that, something and it's about so that funny that, it, that now I kind of know a little bit. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm like self appreciation. It's so funny that I know a little bit more about the backstory on that album, and now I'm like, oh, well, that's look at the name of that track. Look at all look at all the names of these tracks. Probably actually interesting. Thanks for the donation, Drugi. But anyway, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no, no, you're perfectly fine. I that album really helped me out because I never viewed myself as an artist until that album. I always viewed myself as a producer or a sound engineer. <laughs> someone that's behind the scenes and everything that i do i never tried to get the spotlight for anything with a lot of the major i was throwing shows out here or participating in some shows as well and i never did it for myself i always did it for the artists that i was working with so kind of getting out of that mindset where i'm just considered someone in the background to coming out with a whole album just for myself and having yeah. people listen to it and getting a good reception out of it was 
huge for me and it, it really brought back so much motivation wow hell yeah interesting it's always great Can to ask- hear like overwhelmingly positive feedback now let me ask you: How did you find uh, this the, this little world that we're in right now? How did you how did you get in, get in here? How did you figure it out? How did you come on in and say, you know what, this feels like me? It's weird because I I've been listening to Vaporwave since I think about 2012, and I just yeah. never participated and never made any Vaporwave. I didn't really know about the community at all. Mm. Um, during the pandemic, I decided to be more active online and i found a lot of people in this community and it just yeah kinda... that's when i started kind of finding out about you it was around that time as well yeah 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 it just kind of struck me as something incredibly different because coming from like a hip-hop and r&b background it tends to be much more i don't i don't even know how to describe it a lot of people want to be very they want people to support them but they don't necessarily give that support out themselves and yeah it's very much like a, follow for follow exactly yeah and coming into a in a community where it seems like anybody will support you and just give you give a chance is is just incredible i've like, never oh, seen it's a new guy like let me hear your shit put me on yeah it's it rare seems like a lot of the the communities that i worked with in the past not just hip-hop but also like punk communities it it's weird because i just had negative experiences where it seems like everybody was kind of thinking about themselves and how they can kind of push their name further than anyone else instead of really building the community that can help push each other to where they need to be it it just felt so comforting finding something that's almost a complete opposite of that yeah. Oh, so that's interesting. So you've been listening to Vaporwave and the artists associated with the uh, with that world for a while, but you never were aware of the community that it was like. Yeah, not at all. What What if is you? What is uh, an, I'm sorry to mean to cut you off. I have a vapor related question after you answer. It's all good. If If you go back into my Instagram, I think one of the first things that I posted was back in like 2014, and it was a cover art for. Uh, a skeleton album i'm pretty sure i oh I, skeleton's great one of my favorites yeah. vaporwave has always been Very huge seminal. for me but i just i never knew that there was such a strong community behind it and i'm just so happy that i discovered it yeah i i, I agree with what you're saying about some of the other scenes in, in the way that they are are exactly like you described I, I found that myself as well and the other thing that kind of bothered me about a lot of other scenes was the um uh well, there's just not a lot of room for creativity in some of them. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of room for deviating too far from the specified formula of how to do it. You know what I mean? And one of the things I always I liked about Vaporwave was, yes, there is a formula for doing this in a traditional sense, but it's this 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 whole world is so sprawling and strange that they're just people love people get into vaporwave because they enjoy breaking rules so yeah, like it should come as it should come as vaporwave is it's like well what what is what is the most traditional form of it is obviously echo jam is slowing things down reverbing it that is basically right. breaking that in itself is breaking the rules of Absolutely. how to make a song it is breaking the rules of how you should do things 
Mm-hmm. And like it's it's a it's you know, and so it should come as no surprise to people that the those who get involved in vaporwave are gonna break the initial rules of experimentation how it should be as well. is that it's very yeah, fucking kidding me. Of course. This is like it's an entire community made up of people who are, are here because they listen to a lot of things, are inspired by a lot of different experimental and cult artists. You know, they, they, they find a community here and they're already rule breakers. Like they right. like vaporwave is built on breaking rules. So of fucking course people are gonna break the rules of how vaporwave should sound like literally within a year. <laughs> like of like of the pr- traditional production ideas. We love some And that's what I like about it. Well, that's what I like about it is is how much it, there's so much room for try and do it this way. Try and do this this way. Let's what else can we learn from each other? But just let's just keep it here within the family and let's continue to control it and allow it to sprawl out in every possible direction and absorb so many different ways of doing it, but it still retains the spirit or it should at least always try and retain the spirit. What it, of what uh, of the community and uh, doing yeah. things ourselves and creating our own realm. But anyway, continue. You had a question, Isaac? Yeah, I, I want to know what what is an act that you like a lot that you can guarantee that we've never heard of? That is hard. Uh, do you guys know Captain Murphy? Oh, yeah, yeah. of course, man. Absolutely. Uh, we love Captain Murphy. It's uh, Flying Lotus. Yeah, Flying Lotus is Absolutely. Flying Lotus. I love Captain Murphy. Also, enjoy the fucking like C Lab twenty twenty. Is that yeah, reference with Captain Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. And um I'm trying to think of what else. DJ Boring is is a huge DJ Boring is fucking fire. Fucking phenomenal. (laughs) Love DJ Boring. Uh there's a DJ Boy. DJ Uh, Cool Boy? Not familiar. Pool boy, like a, like swimming yeah. in a pool. I like cool boy uh, better. N- not, not like <laughs> pool boy. Pool boy's fun. I'm not familiar with that, but I will definitely be checking it out. I yeah, love that then, era, um, like 2017 era of just like, what's the most dumbass name you can come up with and put it after DJ? Uh, and you're a, <laughs> you're a lo-fi house producer now. Yeah. Uh, a, a huge influence for me, and I, I feel like one of my albums was basically just a huge reference to this artist was uh, Pearl White. He's actually local Pearl to my area. He, um, Pearl White. Okay. He's a wave artist that uh, produces. I love for wave, wave music. Love yes. wave. Like, we um, stand wave. I think. Stand yeah, wave. wave is. Wave is seriously one of my biggest biggest influences in general. But this guy, he he's made some really ambient sounding stuff with some of the hardest drums I've heard in my life. He Ooh. even I think he produced for Bones. His what? name is Pearl White. Pearl White. I got to check this guy out. Yeah, his his SoundCloud is just full of gems, absolute gems. Saturn Foo wants oh. to know if you know who Mr. C is. <laughs> is no, this a I joke question, Saturn C. Foo? Okay. They also want to know what you think about the Roblox environment. You know, I feel like the Roblox economy is going to is going to burst soon. There's a it's huge a bubble. bubble. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's some hats that are selling for like I think seven hundred thousand U.S. dollars. What, I, bruh? Yeah, no. The, uh, kids need to get away from that game. It's it's becoming insane. Roblox wave. Roblox wave. <laughs> I'm just looking at the stock market right now. <laughs> How many hours per day do you spend listening to music? Be careful. You know, it's kind of sad that maybe just an hour or two recently. I used to try to do it every single hour possible. I mean, you're doing it every single day. That's a lot. That's some crate digging right there. That's a lot, yeah. I listen to about an hour of new music every day. I mean, 
yeah whenever i'm driving i've been trying to just put on new Bandcamp recommendations or just put on playlists with artists i don't know of it's it's been Badass. a struggle trying to not fall into the same songs that i want to listen to every day though like i feel like i've, I've been on a big pink panthers kick and <laughs> i need to i need to stop she a is quite bit. quite respected yeah, I'm I'm really happy that a lot of like jungle and UK garage is starting to pop up in uh in different sections of music because that's that's really fun. Breakbeats are coming back in a huge way for sure. That's true, absolutely. Um so so you so after you put out that first album then, did you feel like a, a sense of validation? Did you feel like, wow, you know what? I really like where this is going. I think I'm going to continue this and I'm going to continue making these connections and communicate with people and and really start start implementing, you know, in, putting myself into the community, really putting myself out there. Did that change your attitude? Did that change the way you were feeling a lot? You know, I it gave me a lot of motivation, but it didn't really change the trajectory of what I wanted to do afterwards because as mm. soon as I finished that first album before I put it out, I decided to make it a part of a four album series because I've always really big, been really, really big into nature. And um, I wanted to do something with the four classical elements, which is did not that all makes sense now. I didn't realize all that, but that makes a lot of sense now. OK, go on. Yeah. So right after I didn't um, know that was part of a series. Wait, what are the four classical elements? So, you so have I, earth, water, fire and air. OK, perfect. So. So you, so your air would be dissipated skies, right? And then yep. your uh, your fire is going to be reignited ember, and uh, the water is yeah, oh yeah, and, and liminal cove. Okay, yeah, yeah that's interesting. Damn. I don't know how I didn't realize that until you just said it, but perfect sense now. Yeah, and I, I really wanted fire to play a huge importance in all of it, even though it's probably the le- least well received. I thought it was really interesting being able to release it as an ep initially after animoya garden and then have it become a full album before the last album came out which was dissipated skies it it was really important to me because i wanted to kind of highlight how a lot of my creation comes from destruction and that's that's what fire does it it creates by destroying i go back into a lot of my my songs that i did when i was much younger and that when i didn't really have a lot of the skills and techniques that i had and resampled them and kind of restructured them and destroyed them in a way that brought the songs that you hear on that album and that's kind of what i did with the whole series oh wow that's really interesting i was not familiar with all this lore this is very interesting stuff oh so you you had already had it in your mind that it was going to be a four album series. And it's interesting the way you talk about the fire being the important, because that's exactly what I was thinking when you said fire creates by destroying. And the first thing I thought was, well, didn't he earlier in the interview just say, yeah, a lot of the music he's using is, it's, it's broken down versions of just uh, experiments that, you know, musical experimentation he'd done in the past. So, okay. Well, now that this is completed, so you finish the four cycle, the, the, the cycle of four, do you know what you want to do next? I don't think I'm going to be putting any any solo albums anytime soon. I think I'm going to be doing a lot of collabs, a lot of features. I am working on a project with Main Curry, but I I don't have any plans to do any more solo albums anytime soon. I like that. 
I like that. I like the idea of like, I think I've said what I need to say for now. And if I feel that there is something else I need to say, I will do it when the time is correct. That's how I feel most of the time. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to try to explore a lot of where I'm going to go in the future with my solo career through uh, the live scene. I'm going to start kind of experimenting with new songs and different venues and seeing what kind of gets different reactions out of it and see where I can lead my path through that. Because I already did, I already did these four albums for myself and now I kind of want to experiment with the relationship between me my music and other people now instead of just making it about myself and and what i wanted to kind of guide through at first it's a very personal journey that your music takes you know what i mean and it's funny that all the artistic you know this is very you know you you, it's so funny that you hesitate to call yourself an artist when everything you're discussing right now is basically you know the artistic uh you know it's basically what an artist would say you know you are like it's just like you know the, the way that you're able to explain the trajectory of why you're doing the things what they mean to you and how they connect to each other and where you're going next is all the decisions that you make as an artist you know what i mean you're like this was made for me it describes the four elements and it is about my creation of myself, my rebirth, sort of my breaking down of the old of the old, of old things and, and putting them into something new, creating something new. I've, I've like you know I've done this for myself, and now the next aspect of my of my artistic journey is going to be the, not just the interaction with myself, but the interaction with the audience, the uh, the the live environment. You know what I mean? Like. Well, it's just funny because like what you're describing is is this is why we find art interesting is the motivation behind it. You know, a lot of why we find artists interesting and what they make interesting is because of who they are and why they do things and what they're trying to say with why they do something. Do you know what I mean? So the fact is, it's not like you're just you, you, you there's like this path of like. You know, you're not just going out into doing live shows because it's sick. It is sick. It's awesome. But it's also like, well, it's part of my personal journey of where I'm going to go next with my art and what it's going to develop in me next. And that's why we find artists fascinating is because of like what they're telling us with what they do. You know what I mean? And so I just think it's so funny. that You're like, well, I'm not really an artist. I'm like, oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, my Thank God. You. Yeah, you're, you're so an artist. <laughs> Like more so than many people who might be extremely skilled, really, really like, 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 uh, you know, elaborately skilled in production. Like that's that's like there's a difference between that, between somebody who's just very you know advanced with their skills and somebody who's really like contemplating deeply about what they're doing and why they're doing it. You know what I mean? And what it means to them to do it. That's kind of where I don't know. That's yeah, that's, no, my, that's you. my favorite kind of art. You know what I mean? My I favorite feel kind like of artists. It's hard for me to come out initially as an artist not not only because of my past where i always saw myself as a background person but also i i always want to put my community first over what i'm doing i yes. i love everything that i'm doing and i love the way i'm able to promote it and the attention that i can get i i cannot state how insane it's been just being able to see a uh, such a great reception to something that i did for myself but like I've always wanted to do what I can for my community more than just promoting myself as an artist. I feel like uh, of course I can be much bigger than than just someone that's releasing music. I want to be able to be someone who can give other people that that platform even if I don't necessarily have a huge platform now. I want to make sure that anybody that has the willingness to put out a statement or put out uh 
art piece that they believe represents what they are saying or what they want to portray to the world i want to be able to make sure that they they get attention because i've been able to get the attention that i wanted for for something even if it wasn't a crazy amount of attention I, i'm still incredibly appreciative and i'm so happy that i've been able to do everything i can in this community i think everyone deserves the same opportunities I I love making little video ads and bumps and stuff. I know I love doing it, that too. It's just <laughs> That's, so I, fun. I love doing that too. I do it on Instagram like every day. I'm like, how can I pair together some like little like gifts together to promote something? Oh I goodness! Might be doing. Apparently, I was muted. I'm sorry. I just I asked. I'm sorry for people that are listening. I asked to be careful how they motivate people to engage with the community and with art. I I also I I feel like a huge motivator is also just showing that you're able to support and willing to support what someone else is doing as well if yeah. if you go out and oh, support absolutely. someone there's a huge chance that they're going to check you out because not a lot of people are so forward with their support well in this community there are a lot of people but typically if you have someone that goes goes out of their way to tweet about one of your albums or post it on their story or even write a review on Bandcamp then you're going to kind of want to check that person out because it's it's not sure. something that's incredibly common. No, no, yeah. Well, because it takes, like, energy to do that. You know what yeah. I mean? That's so strange takes, to me like, because when you know, I hear art that moves me, it. I just want everyone to hear it or see it. Like, I just become a blabbermouth when it comes to the, the stuff that I see that, that I think is amazing. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way too. I think that I think that all three of us are pretty similar in in, in what's being described right now and, and and what we do and and why we do it. People um, are really resonating yeah. with what you just said about Bandcamp reviews. Is that really like a big thing? Like it's that huge. goes a long way. Damn, I got to start writing. Uh, I love it. I w- I love it when people write something about me. It's I mean, the kindest thing in the I world. Used to write a blog, <laughs> but I didn't know that Bandcamp reviews were like huge. Dude, yeah, well, I, mean, I feel like I constantly go back to reread the Bandcamp reviews that I've had. I do, too. Shit. <laughs> it, it feels great. I, yeah, I, I, I why go do you there. Think, why do you think some acts blow up or get popular and some others don't? Hard question. Yeah, that's an incredibly hard question. I think it's always a mixture of things. Uh, there's timing. There's connections. True. And, of course, the actual content as well. I... I'm not going to sit here and say that anybody can blow up any type of content, but I think the marketing side and just getting the word out is is huge compared to everything else. And I kind of hate the fact that it's like that mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people that are insanely talented, but just don't either have the skills or time to promote it the way they, right. they yeah. should. Some people also are kind of sometimes making music that people might like this several years later. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, or Way they're not the making curve. the thing that people are really into at this moment. You know what I mean? Or Sometimes they're not. Just they don't have money moves in silence. There's just um, you know, yeah, that's a thing too, right? Or some people are making really great stuff, but it's it's not exactly the first thing people want to hear at the moment. You know what I mean? Or sometimes people make really good stuff, but it's the sort of thing that people only really want to hear one time. Um, I don't know. It's very interesting the way that works and how it works and it is i think it is a matter of timing too and a matter of um 
Are you making the thing that people want to hear right now? Are you making right. it at the right time? Uh, does it feel sincere? Um, right, not got just good, a bandwagon. Does it, does it got good? Does it got good? Does it got good cover art? Is it the right thing? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm never quite sure. It's hard, but some people are. I'm not sure. What do you think, Isaac? You have an answer? I want to know when Be Careful is going to make a hyper pop album. <laughs> I, I'm actually considering putting vocals with uh, in my next few albums. I've done vocals like, in the past. I was joking, but but I seriously think that that would be really really cool to see like you. Somebody even said it in the chat that that they expect within the next few years to see some of these vaporwave zero people producing for people that are you know professional vocalists you know i feel like a lot of a lot of my personal music recently has been um very uh like hard almost violent i there's a a new wave of rage beats going through hip-hop that inspire me a lot where it's rage like beats beats that are just like in your face like drill music metal. like really violent uh i think it's, it's it's weird because you have a lot of um, hip hop trap influenced drums, but with like double kicks, like you hear in a lot of metal. Oh, I, I hear a lot of that in the deconstructed distorted. club scene, and I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's like very Garden even, of Delete esque. Yeah, even huge artists like um, uh, Yeet and uh, Playboy Cardi, they they came out with albums that are just like beats that are very in your face and that's been really really inspiring to me i've actually been trying to find a way to incorporate a lot of like what you see in ambient metal into some ambient metal wave influence and rage influence beats like that so oh that's, that's interesting that's, i've got gonna, some cool shit that i could send your way at some point that i think you'd really i would like. love that dude i i've loved everything you've sent me so far, it sounds so kind of like send me like the stuff that like drain gang is doing like the the like bladey type stuff but also with you know the 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 metal and possibly even like new metal influence yeah you know so i i'm not big into drain gang but their producers young good and white armor are heavily young good is fire i actually sent chris a young good track a couple weeks ago and he he was even in agreement with me yeah dude yeah they they're inspired by like that's great earlier clams casino and clams casino to me is probably the biggest influence easily oh, the biggest oh yeah influence. you, you don't need time. to talk to me about that clams <laughs> casino i fucking love clams casino i just one of my all-time favorites absolutely that, you posted a track from that ep that came out on triangle records the the like kind of jungle and i don't mean jungle as in the genre of music but like it was oh yeah jungle themed and that's that's my favorite thing he's made yeah yeah i I could listen to Young Good and Clams Casino all day. Absolutely. I I love that type of music where you have really hard-hitting drums sometimes, but it's some of the most ethereal melodies that you'll ever hear. you oh, got to check out yeah, Eric absolutely. Dingus. Um, yeah, I, I did check that out eventually, and it was really great, Isaac, by the way. No, I knew you would like it. <laughs> I really liked it a lot. <laughs> so you listen to a lot of experimental hip-hop uh, sounds and is that is that something that you've been really getting into lately or do you do list do you, are you always trying to find some different types of hip-hop music that different production styles does that inspire you i i feel like i'm constantly trying to find any genre to inspire me i it feels weird trying to like as a lo-fi house artist i kind of rarely listen to lo-fi house because i don't think i would really sound creative if i constantly listen to lo-fi house if 
I'd rather pull most of my inspiration from something that sounds completely different. I've been yeah, I, I agree with that. Too. I, I respect that. I, 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 I do the same I don't thing. Understand it, so I respect it a lot. No, I, I I feel the same way. I'm like, well, okay, what are people listening to? I should try and find something else in something that people aren't listening to as much, and that might give me some new ideas. Yeah, Maybe exactly. Just draw yeah. from you. I I can't say that like I try to ignore the fundamentals because I always try to include the fundamentals, but trying to pull inspiration from like one one of my biggest uh, one of my favorite albums recently has been um uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's by Black Mountain Transmitter, and it's like a um. It has influences of dungeon synth. It's like an ambient metal, similar to like Sun, um, where that you have pretty a lot wild. of. Yeah, I, I I can link it later. Yeah, please it's, do. It's so it's such a beautiful album, um, but trying to find out how to blend something ambient and melodically beautiful with something that's so harsh and in your face that you it almost sounds dissonant. It has been my right. my biggest influence recently, and I haven't found the balance yet. But that's definitely going to be something that I I keep in mind with with whatever I produce now. Would you say that that's your favorite kind of music, or or do you <coughs> want to describe your favorite kind of music for us real quick? I I like anything that sounds ethereal, uh, but gotcha doesn't necessarily remain ethereal. very static. I I think dynamic music is much better where you have a lot of changes mm-hmm. i feel like the main thing that tends to trigger musical frisson is when you hear something that you weren't necessarily expecting in in a song and i i feel like i chase those moments and it just when like I'm assaults listening to music. you with like bliss or or you know something exactly yeah like where it's it can be unexpected in a very ethereal and melodic way, or it can be unexpected in, in an abrasive way. But that is something that's really important to me in music. I don't necessarily do it in my own music, and I want to incorporate it into my music. But whenever I'm listening to something, I, I want to find that moment where you really feel a switch in either the mood or just the overall Like a change sound in energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel that. Interesting. I like the way that you put all that. Hmm. Dynamic so, and ethereal. Do we have any more questions or be careful right now? Because it's actually getting kind of late. It is. I would like to know the uh, least favorite music of yours. Polka? I don't know. <laughs> I, I've never really experienced no, I've no never love listened for to polka. German cultural music. Damn. <laughs> I guess that. Oh, Videodrome TV. Opinions on Barber Beats. I I feel like this is a hot take, but I'd rather just listen to the original smooth jazz track. <laughs> I'm not I'm, super into it, but like maybe I just haven't heard the right tracks yet. I don't know. You know, the way I see Barber Beats artists is more of like a curator or like a DJ. Where or like they, a graphic artist, waterfront dining of really, really yeah, good exactly. graphic artists as well. I always, every time Barbie's like, really, there's a phenomenal graphic artist, and I feel like sometimes they come in initially as that's that's the that's that's the big selling point is the, uh, the very phenomenal um, visual artists, and I feel like then they like, and that's what kind of music would match this. And then you know, that's oh kind yeah, of their their graphic art is fucking it. phenomenal, yeah, and oh and I listen God, to the album, and great. I'm like. I still I just like need it. someone to send me the right Barber Beats tracks. 
Oh, I still like Barbies, but I like most things. Leo says, do you think Feral is a soup? Cereal is a type of soup, yes. Oh, Feral. It's cereal. It's They put Feral. Cereal. Um, well, is a Twinkie yeah, I, a sandwich? I mean... I, don't want to say that Barber like I I do like a lot of Barber Beat songs, but it's just something that I don't seek out because it does seem it, it's ironic to talk about it in the vaporwave scene that it seems very reliant on aesthetics. But I know that's right? kind of what it feels like. I it just feels like a DJ that slowed down and barely did anything to um, damn a few smooth jazz songs. <laughs> but I, I, I love it. I love it. I listen to a lot of it. There, there are a lot of things that I feel like the the vibe of it is just lost on me. Like you mentioned, dungeon synth, right? Like I love fantasy music, I love high fantasy, I love synth work, but I just cannot get into dungeon synth. Maybe I've just not heard the right dungeon synth tracks yet. Any new, any new musical genres you guys are listening to? Right, Chris, you know what dungeon synth is, right? Of course, yes. Okay, good. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I think it's going to be much darker. And then it's, it's like, like <laughs> it's like a synthetic flute that you That's can only hear coolest. when you're in an oubliette. It's fun. I like it. It's just it's the coolest name for a genre. And um, Blashy makes dungeons. Wow. It, yeah. I, so I don't listen to a lot of dungeon synth myself, but that album by Black Mountain Trans- Transmitter that I was talking about, I think it's called Black Goat. Black um, Goat. It starts with like kind of an an organ and a synth at some point that just sounds so sinister and cool. I, yeah. I really, I, one of the major Dungeon things that animals. inspires me as well as, uh, uh, scores from horror films. I absolutely oh, yeah. love, I love those. Absolutely, dude. That's a great, yeah. Anything from like Dario Argento, right. And Goblin. Oh man. Yeah. yeah I was, uh, so on the train from, uh, Rhode Island to Philly, we watched beyond the black rainbow and oh yeah! I, man. Oh, you started great. talking about film. Was, uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, and of course, uh, what's it called? The Nicolas Cage one, also directed. Uh, uh, Mandy. Mandy, that's it. Yeah, same yeah. director. Phenomenal work. Love that guy. Love that guy's films. Beyond yeah. the Black Rainbow. Huh? Yeah, I got a. That's a great film. Yeah, I, great Saturn. soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Yeah. Saturn Foo wants to know what your favorite MJ song is. Oh yeah. Off the wall. It's a good Ooh. choice deep cut or uh they don't really care about us that that song is amazing too the percussion is insane so so you've spoken a lot about like what moves you within a song right what gets your attention and what you look for what is something that would just ruin a song completely for you besides polka <laughs> i don't know why i, I hate it on polka i want to apologize to any apologize to polka <laughs> but um I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything that immediately turns me off from a song. I I can't think of anything that would just immediately make me think like, oh, this song was getting good until this if, happened. If, if you are like crate digging, will you listen to an entire song, even if there's something in it that's just like, oh, uh, that's it for me? Will you hear no, it all I, the way out just to see if maybe it redeems itself? No, there's a lot of times I, I skip songs Will if you? they start off. I want to know Chris's badly. answer to that, too. Like, if you get, like, halfway through a song, but it, like, sucks, will you, like, hear it all out to see if it redeems itself? 
Um, no, but I'll probably scroll around in it a lot to see You'll if there's like a part that I think it. is interesting. Uh, there's like okay, this thing yeah. that they do a lot in modern music these days where they take like a vocal and it's just like a, uh, and they like add some sort of like vocal <laughs> effect over top of it in like an EDM song. Like, uh, like yeah. then it's just like, it's just like a one Yeah, yeah they uh, do that a lot. And then it's like, uh, it's usually like pitched up. And they add like, like a little effects. vocal. They add like a little like like sort of like flangey effect over top of it, and like they do it in all these songs. And I'm like, stop fucking doing it. I, you know, progressive house is a lot of fun, but it's it's super predictable. Like the Angina Deep type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. You know what you're talking about. Other questions for be careful. Yeah, run up those questions, chat. We got we got twenty five more minutes with this phenomenal human being. Are you um, are you much of a fan of like classifying music by genre? Do you have a favorite genre you can shout out, or or like a like a least favorite genre? Yeah, I think genres are really important, um, and it's interesting seeing people's relationships as as artists with genres because a lot of people don't necessarily like being boxed into a genre but at the same time when you want to kind of grow your audience you want people to be able to categorize what you're doing so that they can recommend you if like a certain person likes right. some other artist you know um a lot of the genres that i'm listening to right now are like i love a lot of jungle inspired stuff nice um i'm trying to think of what else i you know, Ming Curry just has me on a lot of lo-fi stuff recently because I, I've been listening to holographic like twenty-four-seven. Does, does Ming Curry yeah. have like a pl- like a Spotify playlist you can plug, or they just I, send you recommendations? Yeah, he just he's just constantly sending me recommendations, and damn, it, it's so great just kind of going down a rabbit hole of whatever he sends me. And sick. A lot of the times, it's artists that I I love. You know, like. I think we talked about Ratatat recently. I, I oh, absolutely wow. love them, and it's been so it's long been since I've listened to them. I saw them um, live before a long. Oh, time are you serious? Ago. That's yeah. Late two so thousands nostalgia right there. Rowl. Cherry, yeah. the wild, yeah, cat wild cat, cat or whatever. Rowl. Yeah, and then oh, stuff like the avalanches. Um, oh man, oh, nice. Yeah. We're always talking about boards of Canada. Like, oh yes. There's nary a vaporwave artist vapor alive that isn't talking about Boards of Canada at some point. <laughs> exactly. Somewhere at any time in any day, there's a vaporwave artist discussing Boards of Canada every minute of every day. Somebody is in the scene. You know, I okay. discovered Boards of Canada like probably the dumbest way possible. Good, go on. A, TikTok. A, <laughs> there was a YouTube series <laughs> called uh, no, no Salad Fingers. Intended. Salad oh, yeah. figures, of course. Yeah, everybody sings. Be- salad beware fingers. the friendly, beware the friendly stranger. I think is yeah. like the song they play in the background of the salad fingers. Uh, you're not the only one who probably discovered it that way. Yeah, discovered <laughs> it that way. But like, yeah, isn't it like beware of the friendly stranger? So I can't remember the name of the exact track, but I know that's the one they play in the background of salad fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, someone showed it to me when I was very young, and uh, it scared the shit out of me for some reason. Yeah, it's I was like, weird. Oh no, old. not for some reason. Salad fingers is designed to scare the shit out of you. That was that is not for some reason. That's specifically designed for that, sir. And that was like one of the first times I've I've noticed how powerful sound and audio can be for True. triggering emotions. Like Very that's why interesting. I, I mean I would characterize that track as being ethereal. 
Very it's, much so. It's yeah, creepy. absolutely. Correct, yeah. Creepy as haunted. Well. I describe it as being haunted. Hauntology for for sure. Hauntology. Yeah. We got some great questions actually in the chat now. Thanks, you guys. Three like different people have brought up uh, wanting to know what your thoughts are on vapor fashion. I feel like I have no uh, no place to be talking about fashion. I do not have a great fashion. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's a fucking lie. You always rock the V-necks. You've got the tattoos. Oh, damn. That's a fucking lie is what Isaac just says. Coming out. Yeah. Love your tattoos, by the way. Always a yeah. pleasure when I when I have more friends in the vaporwave world who have several tattoos. Is that, you and are those hieroglyphics? Yeah, yeah. I um, It's a huge chest piece dedicated to the goddess best tat. Besta is the goddess of like music, joy, and love. Oh and, wow! Um, okay, the love it. hieroglyphics uh, are a transcript that that basically say that anything that's worth it in life requires some type of sacrifice, and I feel like that kind of makes a lot of sense when talking about joy and music and love. Because if you genuinely love something, you're going to have to sacrifice things to make it work out. Um, whenever, whenever you're really passionate about something. You know, there's going to be aspects of your life that might take a hit because of yeah. that passion yeah. that you have for it. Oh, man, you are a young guy with a lot of wisdom. I know, like, damn. <laughs> Thank you. I feel to... like I'm just talking out of my ass half of the time. You're doing a good job. Excellent work. Droogie has a really good question. Um, what are our current influences from the web do you feel are influencing production? That is a really. I think, good I think they're asking what it, what is influencing your production. I, I feel like it's it's the community that I constantly work with. I I know that I probably sound like a broken record at this point, but no, everybody that's around me constantly influences me. I I feel like I I always I'm really glad to be in a community full of people that I feel like are more talented than me because that gives me the drive to try to get on their level. You know? Yeah. I think that's. Damn. I think everyone is like standing around here being thinking that they are not as talented as the person next to them. I, that's the. I think it's a shared experience with everybody who makes music or you know in general. But it's but here, yeah, too for sure. Duchess Deuce says, "Question for be careful. You fuck with that guy Quiz? Is this Quiz talking right now? Probably. <laughs> I assume I'm about to kick Quiz out of the Discord. Yeah, I'm gonna." I, I am going to steal Quiz's shoes. That Love next quiz. time I Shout Quiz out to always quiz. looks so cool. Can't wait to meet them. Quiz Quiz is like one of the coolest dudes. Shout out Quiz. True. He is a firecracker. If anybody needs to be asked about fashion, it's probably Quiz. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no absolutely. shit. Every photo I ever see them, they always look so cold. Yeah, um so you you've performed in and planned a lot of live shows. What are some of your favorite live shows that you've attended? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, this is definitely a hot take, but the best show I've ever seen was uh, the Yeezus show. The what now? The Yeezus show? Yeezus. Yeezus. Okay. So Yeezus, I heard that was a great. pretty hot one. Oh, I heard was, that uh, was a really good tour. Yeah, it was a really interesting album because he was kind of breaking down how a lot of the segregation and slavery affected not only the lives of uh, black people in America, but also the relationships that they have within themselves and with other people. And he chose to tell that story through samples. And whenever he went on tour for that album, he ended up making a whole 
make I think it was three separate stages for it. It was one mountain that cracked in half halfway through the show that had a lot of performers on it. It, had, it. There was one triangle that turned into a separate mountain and one platform in between them that kind of demonstrated a link in between those two worlds that he was going back and forth between. And it was divided in four acts where he had four different outfits and even masks that kind of represented what type of... um. Like it was, it was really similar to the Divine Comedy, where these acts oh, wow. kind of showed his rise, his fall, and the inner conflict and the external conflict that he had going through all of the story that he was trying to prepare, and it was really inspiring to see. I mean, shit, that is pretty deep. Can't deny that. Other than that, I I saw Black Banshee, uh, Blank Banshee, and um. Hell yeah. In DC. Yeah, I, I, I think saw it was them. back in like Was it like 2017? It was, yeah, it was probably 2017 or 2018 because I, yeah, I saw them as well in Philadelphia. Was yeah, it that, the, the one where was, after afterwards they had the NPC with like the blood all over it? Yep, yep, that was it. Nice. And I I absolutely love the 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 way Blank Banshee did those uh those sets. It just it flowed so seamlessly. It was really good. Uh, I mean, yeah, did y'all was. see how fast man's fa- hands were moving on that shit? Uh, it's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, like, it, it was, was unreal insane. how many like samples were being triggered and, and the speed at which they were triggering them. Like, unbelievable. yeah, it was a good show, and and like and like uh, Bay Careful was saying, it flowed really nicely, and it kept my attention and kept me moving the whole time too. I was like, oh. You know what? I've been waiting to see what this would be like live yeah. for a long time, and I'm like, okay, good. wow. It was right. the most blank banshee thing fair ever, enough. too. Like they made you fair wait enough. for like an hour with like an hour yeah. long countdown, and then I don't think they had any opener. It was just them, and then they went yep. hard as fuck for like an hour and a half with great visuals, like just a phenomenal and experience, my, and then that was it. I go back and find my video of that performance. I'm proud to go back I got to find mine too. now, though. Those are some great picks, man. I um I I I have not seen uh Yeezy Yeezus sorry Yeezy is the shoe Yeezus is the artist I've not seen him live uh he's a pretty controversial character so you know naming him on so hot what, takes is pretty apropos so what other questions we have because we're running out of time and we gotta we gotta we, gotta we go are running out of time we probably got a couple more before we're gonna go in our shout out sesh you guys so so run them up for be careful before you you never get to ask them another question ever again yeah i'm disappearing <laughs> after this i'm gone <laughs> oh chaser wave says what sets are you most excited for at electronicon oh yeah we can talk about that i really i've been wanting to watch damn mason live for so long Me so too. i'm really happy about that great friend of the show damn mason Lux previous Elite. on the show Lux oh Elite i can't wait to see lux perform there's so yeah, many. No, Lux is going to be amazing. I'm, I'm it's going to be really wait. special, y'all. I'm here to tell you. I can't wait. Cannot wait to see Lux. There's so many great people in the lineup, actually. It's hard to say every single person. Uniwa? I know Uniwa. Oh, Uni absolutely. is the shit. Uniwa. Another previous, great friend of previous, the show. Another great friend, previous guest on the show. Yes. <laughs> There's like yeah. everybody. I know. <laughs> I owe so many hot take stickers to people. If you come up to me and you see me at the show, you better be prepared with your best hot take. Dan, Dan, I see, I see Chase Wave. Dan, Lux, and Vapor are so excited. Oh, Vapor all of them tears it down live. Guest of the show. Vapor was that was funny. I was I was DJing in New York uh, a few weeks ago at the Yoitoki party, and um, 
I Jeff came out to it, and uh, yeah, he, That's he was. Uh, I, I brought him up on uh, stage with me, and I had a little B two B section session with our dear friend Jeffrey Vapera that night, and it was super fun. So oh, I may or may not have drunkenly told them. That how was much the day I right before I did them. Yeah, and that was that the day right before night. the Circuit Zero show. Yeah. To tie like both of the past questions together as well. I'm incredibly excited to see Enrail on Sunday because Enrail, oh, yeah, Enrail, Enrail show of fun. in Chicago and DC might have been one of the best sets I've seen. Or sorry, in uh, December in Chicago. Did That's Did you see the question easy. in chat where they were Giant asking Line. about the previous favorite the show. Uh, favorite moments? Giant from Claw, Zero. another previous. I'm just looking at this right now. Giant Claw, another previous. Guest I know we've had show. everybody. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving Sky out Line, so many hugs. Um, yeah, Enreal absolutely killed it in Chicago, though. Enreal like, is so much fun, not just live, but like as a person. Oh, for sure. I can't sure. wait to be reunited with my buddy. I enjoy all the different personalities that people have in this little world, and they're all so different and so unique. I mean, I don't know if you can say that about most other, you know, musical collective scenes, movements, whatever. That there's everybody has so many. There's so much personality. Like everybody is a character. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, real, like so dropped. different, it's so fun, and it's just interesting to talk to everybody. I'm also like equally excited to be in the crowd with certain people as well, like people like oh, Saturn shit, yeah. and Kelsey and Quiz. The oh, energy yeah. that they bring to every show that they go to is just so important. Yeah. And oh, I'm excited! It just to makes meet... the experience so much more fun. Saturn Foo's in the chat right now. I am I... excited to meet her because she has got a lot of personality, and I just can't wait to see these people in person. I didn't realize how much of an OG Saturn Foo is. Like, Saturn Foo hangs out with so many people from the old guard. Like, didn't realize yeah. how well connected they were. Super impressive. Yeah, no, Saturn Foo is, is goaded. Saturn Foo yeah, is like running sure. my goaded. I will second that as well. And of course, obviously, I've been waiting to meet Quiz for a super long time. Oh, that's true. I've heard about Saturn Foo. That's right. She was in Philly. Yeah, well, like, that's true. That's right. Before we roll into <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the shout out sesh, somebody but, asked yeah. in the chat what some of your favorite moments from the Circuit Zero Tour were. Man. <laughs> It's being able to, like I said, I love culinary school, and I mean, you guys can tell I love to eat. Um, eating random shit in random cities with the boys. like I saw your syrup, stories. I was like, Mango. man, this one can eat. Yeah, yo, they, I, I'm good so taste. glad that I was able to check out so many different restaurants with everybody. It, it's seriously a huge, I know that that's not related to music at all, but it was just such a great experience being able to kind of, I don't know, like really dive deep into each other's personalities while just eating and just talking about. Yeah, I really want to. I, I really want to do a din- do a do a meal with you in New York. I just trying yeah, to figure out too. my schedule. I would love to get like a Are bunch. Are we of trying to do like Ethiopian food? We'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I would say Isaac. Who are you excited to see Electronic on? Because for uh, me, Cowgirl Clue. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am very excited to ride that club stage i'm gonna see dan mason i'm gonna see lux i'm gonna see equip i'm gonna go see hotel pools fm skyline picture plane oh, oh, Neggy you're literally... oh man i love vape uh, error george ben clanton person i'm just i just love that guy so much he's such a wonderful person so many reasons to go to this thing to support these people who have worked so hard and get to have a little bit of a platform ben especially hotel pools oh, yeah. Man, I just, just don't I, what ever a, talk what a bad. Charming motherfucker. Don't oh, ever talk bad about dogs because Ben loves really, their little Chewini 
and yeah. I fucked up one time, and and well, I all enjoyed all been I enjoyed that good natured beef that was going on back and forth. I actually was talking to Ben. I was going to have him like jump on the hot takes if you guys didn't apologize in time. Oh no. I, I actually uh, I, was, I was I was messaging him and I was like, "Yo, let's get you like to like like uh, let's get you on hot takes. You'll, let's you'll get confront some unresolved Isaac. beef." On we hot almost takes. had Ben. We almost had Hotel Pools confront you live on like the next episode of Hot Takes. Oh wow! <laughs> you know, I just want everybody. <laughs> we were to be joking. Friends. It was joking, but it was really we were laughing about it. But I was gonna I'll have take Ben it. jump on and like 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 kind of like roast you live if you guys didn't. That's pretty <laughs> adorable. But you made up before that, so you know. Um, uh, yeah, I, I can't stand I, conflict. I, I, I want. I I would say that e- even the most uh, cynical uh, of of vaporwave people should go to Electronicon to see Giant Claw. I mean, uh, what the fuck? Like you cannot. That's Keith amazing. Is a gym. You get a chance to see to see. I mean, you know, even the, even the most like hardened cynical person, you know, should yeah, cannot say anything about like the opportunity to see Giant Claw. I mean that's fucking outstanding. I played with Keith before as Giant Claw uh, back in like 2016 or 15. I did not actually. know that. That's very cool. I did. Yeah, I did a show with uh, Keith way back in the day in like 2015 in Philadelphia. Um, gotta see him live. You gotta see him live. I, don't I want care. Keith to come perform uh, here, and and I think that it would be right at home, and they're not very far away. But uh, for now, I'll have to settle for New York City. Yes, yes. I'm very much looking forward to Electronicon. I'm very much looking forward to seeing all my friends everywhere. And uh, if you see me, I'm a pretty recognizable person. I'll be walking around with Wendy. Come say hi to us. Oh, man. I can't wait to see you and Wendy again. Yes. We'll have fun out. It's been far too long. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go ahead and wrap up, fellas. Let's go into our um, shout-out portion. Be careful. You get to say whatever you want. Hot, lukewarm, cold. You can shout-out anybody. Talk you about what? you want. I, I know I, I've said his name like 8 million times already, but Min Curry deserves a shout-out first and foremost. I don't think I would be in the same position I am Min right now cool if it wasn't fuck. for Min Curry. And he is a huge motivation for me. Like That dude knows how to how to work. He's constantly doing shit. Constantly. And it's so inspiring. Like I feel like I get a message once a week of him exploring a new hobby or a new skill and it's it's insane like min curry deserves some of the most recognition in, in this whole scene and yeah. i could say the same about hydrovoid and all the guys from the creamery shout out to the cream team um when it comes to my upcoming work like i said i'm not really doing anything solo anytime soon but i do have a remix compilation coming out soon oh that's badass that i'm gonna be on it here. i got love a really remixes. good song thank for you it. Be I have a, i'm gonna be on it i'm very very Honored to be on it. Who else is on? Can you, you talk about taste. who else is on that? Are you allowed to do that or no? Uh, I am 100% down to talk. Who's oh, yeah. That. Who else so, is on the remix album? Min Curry has uh, a different alias that he's going to be going under in there. Um, Hydrovoid is going to be on there. Nice. We have Vivi Walter on there. We oh, nice. Have, um, I'm trying to think of who else. Zero. Uh, Zero, the person that typically does my cover arts, has a remix on there as well awesome i have mission indigo on there oh uh, nice love that. love mission love indigo. mission indigo super yeah, cool homie great taste in music keep going who else i i can't remember off the top of my head i know neck bomb is gonna be on there nice um nice. soul surfer 1999 oh uh, great that, 
Soul Surfer is wild Soul in person. Soul Surfer oh, yeah. goes to d- d- Dad's digital arts demo space and goes, "Oh, you have a drum set? Can I set that up? I would really like to play breakbeat live on an actual drum set for my music." And then they fucking did it. Yeah, it was Soul unreal. Surfer. Soul Surfer is seriously so really so good great. taste in fashion too. Like I felt like a, oh yeah, absolutely. like a three or a four on the attractiveness scale standing next to Soul Surfer. <laughs> you know, I. I talked to Enrail about doing a remix, but I forgot to remind him. So I don't, I don't know if Enrail is going to be on there or not, but we'll see. Um, Me, I'll be on there. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, that's that's like the biggest catch for this remix album. Oh, but <laughs> speaking of uh, people that have been on this show, Lunitas is doing the cover art for God, it. Lunitas oh is so cool. man, amazing! If Lunitas, Lunitas doesn't come to Electronicon, I'm going to Austin to kick their ass. Oh. Oh, Gamma Vapor, oh, who is in the chat right now, also did a remix for it. Oh, Lunidus is here. Hello, Lunidus. You better be Wait, here. Wait, who else did, who else did a remix? <laughs> what did you say? Uh, Gamma Vapor. Oh, I love Gamma right Vapor. I love Gamma Vapor. I've actually made their albums uh, one of the a sh- a recommendation before. I'm a big right. fan. Yeah, yeah I so remember I, that. Yeah, I love Gamma Vapor. A huge mixture of people. I'm trying to see if there's any way I can uh, drop it with the label to kind of make all the money go towards some type of uh women's rights or abortion fund Love it. Uh, for it good i'm probably not going to do physicals for it at all i just want it to be digital yes just, sounds good. honestly just want to get it out there soon yeah, aside man. from that of course i'm going to start working on more um live shows soon i want to plan a tiny festival for december i don't know if it's oh too God, i had i was wondering when you were going to tease that but maybe I can do an all-day thing. Definitely not a two-day wow. thing, but I am going to see what type of money I need to make that happen. And That's if awesome. you guys know anybody that can uh, help with that and anybody who wants to participate, I want to do it out in Philly. Oh, well. Oh, That's what? an easy one. I want to participate. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you know Wait, you're I automatically mean, invited to anything oh, awesome. I do. Wait, well, I don't you just... Like, yeah, all right. All right, well, all right, we'll talk about this later. That sounds great, though. Well, we can even talk about this in, in the weekend as well, possibly, right. for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, w- I would love to talk to you guys about that because I would love to have both of you guys involved in something like that as well. Oh. All right, cool. Cool. All right, um, any more You're an angel without wings. More shout-outs. Anything else? Um, I, I just want to shout both of you guys out. You oh, skeletons. <laughs> you have a uh, single that you just came out with that I just finally heard and I absolutely love it. Oh, detonate! Yep. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible. And then I want to shout out Isaac for just having some of the most amazing energy on his sets in oh, Circuit Zero and just really, really contributing to make it such an amazing tour. I also want to shout out a hero, Simple Syrup, and Van Gogh, and everyone involved with that as well. All of the supporting artists. Sonovision Deluxe, Discoholic, Fiber, all of them have been so understanding with the whole process, and I'm so thankful I was able to work with everybody. Shout out to Lux Elite for helping us secure one of them, uh, one of the venues, same with Ronnie and A Hero and Sev. That's basically it. Some phenomenal people. Chris, you want to go ahead and go first? You, you go first. I got to get okay. my links so we got um, the tape swap, Utopia District tape swap, right, taking place on um, Friday, and your boys on the lineup. Twenty minutes of some banging future funk. So show up at about. It's going from I want to say noon to eleven. Show up at about two fifteen, and I will be on the decks 
in between trucks passing trucks and um, somebody who I embarrassingly have forgotten. And I'll probably remember as when soon as you go on again. I'm sorry. When do you go, I go on, on again? at about two fifteen? I would love to see you there. <clears throat> I'm trying to get there. I, I, I'm trying to get the just trying to get to New York in time. There, you okay. know what, man? It's okay. It. But I would love I, to I see work on it. anybody and everybody who's going to be. I really, the really want to see you live. Like that's the thing. Like, I really need. To oh, see it's you it's live. well, you know, we, we did run an ad before. before the show that that I'm about to talk about. But before that, you know, post post Electronicon. I've got two dates I'm opening up for Autograph in Lexington, Kentucky, and Nashville, Tennessee. I'm, uh, I've got my name on a Robert Beatty poster, along with uh, his his project, Ed Sunspot and Gene Vomit Terror, opening for Autograph. I'll be mixing between sets. So really fired up about that, and you can ask Lux. I've been working feverishly on, on you know transitional sets. And then opening with uh, iClick. And uh, DJ Cryonami, otherwise known as Droner. If anybody knows Steven Droner, real real good homie opening in Vaporium, Nashville. That's August 28th, and the Lexington date is August 27th. Following that, if you were tuning in early, we have our very own Vapor Space St. Louis and Hot Takes presents Terminally Hot. Coming up September 24th, featuring myself, the good doctor, Ooh. Skeleton Lipstick, Tuwa, who's in the chat. And Stack Shout Overflow. Shout out to uh, Shout out to OG. OG artist. And Stack Overflow's been around for a while too. Not as long as Tuwa, but but quite a while. Uh, it's going to be at Platypus in uh, in St. Louis on um, September 24. If you love hot takes and you're within a certain radius of St. Louis, you got to come out. It's going to be you fucking fire. You cannot miss any show. You cannot miss any. It's going to be fire, Ronnie. I'm pulling yeah. out all the stops for Ronnie and for Chris. Like. Oh, I can't wait. I've never, never been more excited. So come party oh, with us September just... 24. There's probably something else that I'm forgetting. But I will see all of you at Electronicon this weekend. And uh, I will I will give my, my platform to you, Chris. Sure. Okay. I guess, first of all, uh, new song, The Rules, is on the... Sorry, hold on one second. Oh, anyway. Um some work message anyway uh new song called the rules which is on the doom mix compilation along with such other phenomenal yeah. artists as luxury elite vape error fiber discoholic uh eyeliner and skylar spence and uh pop culture among others all on this compilation as well check it out if you haven't already yet and of course in addition to that i have another song called detonate which you can listen to on all streaming services or services or get off my Bandcamp. Also, if you like, purchase a copy or go listen to uh, the Polymath Vampire album, which is on Business Casual. That is my melodic ambient album about life, death, and existence. And then, of course, go purchase uh, the Glows That Melts album from Neil Juice Records in either a splatter uh, vinyl variant or a glow-in-the-dark vinyl variant because they're very pretty. They look very cool, and it's nice. And in addition to that, obviously, Isaac's already mentioned the September with our dear friend Ronnie, also previous guest of the show, Ronnie, right? And uh, in addition to that, I do have a new album I just finished writing. Uh, well, I just finished organizing together called uh, Kingdom of Death. So that's is, an interesting is this the one. The, what, the, new, this the new direction of Skeleton Lipstick? No, this has actually been written over the last 12 years during times you. where I've ever been anxious. Oh, he's got the Polymath Vampire on cassette. It's amazing. Sick looking oh, album. So I, I, I always dude. say it's my favorite we thing he's done. 
We worked really hard on that. I'm happy. It's it's an odd odd little piece, but I'm happy it connects with certain with people. And uh, you know, it's an interesting album. But I'm pretty proud of it. It's a lot of interesting synth work. But anyway, uh, yeah, I got a new Skeleton Lipstick album, which I've just sort of compiled, uh, called uh, Kingdom of Death. Kingdom of Death. Uh, it's been written over about twelve different years during times of uh, anxiety wow. or depression or loneliness. And uh, but it's been done in my style. It is definitely, I would say, if you need an example of what hypnogoth, I'm referring referring to it as hypnogothic music, hypnogothic pop, if you will, because it's basically a combination of vaporwave techniques, lo-fi, and cold wave music. You'll like it. It's a fa- I think it's a fascinating little journey. I'm pretty proud of it, and uh, I think I'm going to put it out there soon. I think it's done. It's been being worked on for a while. But yeah, and I've got other albums that I'm going to do next, but this is this one feels important to put out now. And all the songs flow together. It's very interesting stuff. I think you guys will find it fascinating. And uh, more information on that as we go. I've been teasing it a little bit on my Instagram story, but I got to figure out what I'm going to do and how I'm going to release it. I haven't decided on all that stuff yet. But anyway, I don't even know how I'm going to release it yet. I'm not sure if I only want to release it on cassette or even make it available digitally. I'm not sure. I don't know yet. Not sure what I want to do. But it's interesting and it's a bit of a journey and a deep dive into the world of catharsis. So, Kingdom of Death. Look for it soon. Let's hear it. Be careful, everybody. Thank you so much for thank being so a part of, of uh, this wonderful community. And thank you, community, for being such a part of this show. We appreciate you tuning in tonight. And uh, it means so much that you gave your valuable time to us. And um, if you couldn't catch the whole show, catch us on uh, social media, catch us on YouTube and podcasting services. Uh, meet us back here in two weeks for an episode with Digital Sex. Yay. That's uh, September Oh, Digital Sex is Sorry, uh, possibly going to be in the remix comp as well. Oh, oh, oh sick. how about that? Perfect. I'll Digital Sex is going to be right here. In how about that? That August was the other one you can remember. There we go. Memories, so All be right. here, and don't forget to tell your friends to tune in to Hot Takes if you like it, and if you feel the spirit moves you, you can donate as well. But thank you guys for being who you are, and you be careful, especially. Have a lovely night. Yeah. And if you see any of us this weekend at Electronicon, come say hi. I'll be there. Come with say Kadeesh. hi. Have a hot take ready and a sticker. You'll get a sticker. Good night, everybody. Good night. And we love Good you. Good night. Good night.